Welcome back to the British Touring Car Podcast. We are getting closer to the end. We are. We're already two-thirds through. I know. Three more weekends to go. It's, it's going to be over in no time. It is. It started late and it has gone by an absolute flash, hasn't it? And it certainly has. There's a lot still to be written, isn't there? Yeah. Lord knows where we're going in these next three weekends. The, the championship is a hell of a lot closer than it was three weekends ago. Oh three rounds ago um, where you'd already started to write some people off Um, but going into the final stages um, it's going to get interesting now isn't it it is Chilton is still mathematically in the race so my (laughs) tip for the drivers championship at the start of the season is not completely dead and buried Um, but yeah I think we've got a core of four or five drivers now who are going to be fighting this out to the end and let's hope it carries on fighting between them yeah and this weekend they'll be fighting at Croft um, a round that we normally have early in the season yeah so it'll be interesting to see what differences there will be in track conditions and and climate and see how the drivers and teams will be able to adapt to that yeah quick weather report there is due to be some rain on Saturday but clearing by about one o'clock so we should see a fairly dry qualifying spell and uh, Sunday is similar to uh, conditions at Silverstone Cloudy, cold, but dry is what the mm. forecast is. Be interesting to see how the BMWs will perform this weekend. Obviously, being a fairly rear-wheel drive-dominated circuit, Very plenty so. of traction zones. However, we know that the BMWs struggle in those colder conditions. I still think they'll dominate this weekend because, as will Ash in the Infinity, yeah. the rear, and even potentially Jelly and Borgley will come a good further back because this is a track where I think rear-wheel drive is absolute key this is mm. Alton Park's probably second but this for me is where rear wheel drive rules supreme because as you said you've got the traction zones the hairpin we yeah. saw our certain last year in the Subaru which pulls so many moves exactly where he's got the better traction even on rear wheel drive cars you know yeah. where he's got the traction he knows how to use it um, I'd love Croft as well it's one of my favourite <laughs> circuits it's an interesting track really isn't it um, it's sort of like out in the middle of a load of fields yep and if you get it wrong, you normally have a big off. And it's so long as well. It's yeah. These are the longest ones on the circuit. Um, and technical. I, I said I think when we did the five top tracks that you know, this is, for me, the most technical uh, circuit on the calendar. There's mm. lots of different style of corners. You've got the long drag to the hairpin. You've got yep. the, the, the chicane complex. You've got fast corners, slow corners. It's... It's got everything, this one. Yeah, I'm going to give those floppy markers about 24 seconds this weekend before they get taken out by someone. Yeah. Um, we always see people cutting across that first strange chicane and then tyre barriers normally knocked out of the second chicane before yeah. the long drag down to the uh, right-hander. Uh, we've got a couple of new entrants this weekend. Um, obviously, PMR brought bringing in another driver this weekend. Yep. We've got Jack Constable joining us for this weekend, his local circuit. Uh, he's not been confirmed to be the rest of the season, so he's still expecting at least one more driver change for the remaining two rounds after this one. Uh, a bit of background on Jack Constable. began his career in karting before moving on to the uh, GT5 Ginetta. Tom Ingram, his former coach, uh, in his debut season 2016 in the GT5 Ginetta, 
he took uh, podiums at Silverstone and Donington, so a, a good early indication of what he's capable of. 2017, he moved into the Ginetta G55 in the GT4 Super Cup AM class, won the amateur championship, taking 13 wins and 18 podiums along the way. Uh, 2018, 24 hours of Dubai in SP3 class, won the class overcoming gearbox issues, so the team won their class there. He would then go on to compete the pro class Ginetta Super Cup, taking three podiums along the way. Uh, 2019, he raced the Radical Challenge Championship, taking third overall. And for 2020, he contested the opening few rounds of the Radical Challenge Championship, uh, and now he is here in PMR. Yeah, quite a surprise, um, going from sort of like an open top, sort of single seater, obviously not quite open wheel, um, to obviously you jump at the chance of getting touring car drive, don't you? He's been on the PMR one to watch this for a while, apparently. He's yeah. sort of, yeah. Uh, obviously, Jason Plato has done coaching in the past, Tom Ingram being one of his standout alumni. So, Plato has got a talent for spotting uh, younger talents coming through, and you wonder if he's had his eye on him or you know, has been a part of this process of selecting drivers. It'll be interesting to see whether or how close a relationship there is between Ingram and him this weekend, mm. um, and whether he will be helping him through the weekend, although being at different teams. Uh, it's always nice to have that security in the paddock, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I'm not wanting to put a down on it straight away. I'm not expecting much, to be honest. You know, this is he's still fairly inexperienced. Mm-hmm. You look at his CV. Um, I'd say he's less experienced than something like Jade Edwards, for example, yeah. who I think it's fair to say struggled at times with the car to get to. You know, it's a hell of a step for anybody, especially when someone's trying to take you off. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's a hell of a step for anybody. Um, so I think for him, it's got to be three finishes. Yeah, you know, don't ride the car off, don't no. get involved in a smash, do anything silly. Three finishes and just build throughout the weekend. It's got for me. It's, yeah, I, I don't think we should be looking with the same expectation we had of somebody like Rob Austin or Mike Bushell. You know, no. this is a complete different. It's very much a learning experience for him this weekend, yeah. and if he does well, then maybe he may get opportunities elsewhere from this as well. It's it's very much a positive for him in all cases as long as he can drive well and not do any silly things absolutely we also have another debutante in the series uh, sad news comes with good news I suppose mm-hmm. Jiggy James Gornall is no longer competing the rest of the season down to financial issues Yeah, uh, I have a horrible feeling there'll be a couple more casualties for the end of the season particularly those who aren't it's not quite the case with James because he was in the Jack Sears or some of those who've got nothing left to race for effectively mm. uh, I use him as an example but I don't think he'll go something like Stephen Jelly you know in that sort of or Boutel or yeah when you're not yeah. you know, it's difficult when you've not got fans coming there's difficult Very. times for everybody at the moment um, so I fear we may see some more casualties and I hope we see James back next year he's planning on getting back on the grid next year but every storm there is a light and we've got Paul Rivette so good to have Paul Rivette finally get behind the wheel of a touring car. He has been a stalwart of the Renault Clios since since the Clio was released. Yeah, since <laughs> when I when I can remember. Um, he is a four-time Clio champion. I, I, it still astonishes me that sort of like fact that he's done that and never moved further. You've just stolen my question. I was going to say, why do you think he's not made the move before now? Because Okay, look, funding is always an issue, obviously. Yes. But the whole point of the Clio Championship, and we've discussed in the past that I think Jeanette is ahead of it now, but the whole point was that it was a feeder championship for mm-hmm. touring car drivers. And he was of the era 
where that was very much still the case. It was, you know, as I say, I think Ginetta now has taken over that crown. Yeah. But certainly with Rivette's history in the sport, um, he was part of that era where it was the it was the route into the touring car. So I'm slightly surprised this is the first time we're seeing him. I, I wonder whether uh, age wasn't on his side. Um, so coming into the sport now, he's 42, um, which is quite an age for a driver to be first coming into this championship. And when he won his first Clio championship back in, well, I think 2002, he was still he would still have been one of the older ones yeah. if he would have come into the championship. But we've seen old drivers come in before and do well. I mean, yeah. And I don't want to start the neat bashing early, but I mean, if you're motor based, you've got the choice of neat or a vet mm. at the start. Of the I know that money plays a big part yes. in it as well, but to me, and it, this is just an example this mm. year. There have been countless times over the his. Rivette's racing career where a space has become available which oh, is yeah. a bit of a shock we've not seen him before yeah I, I, I don't know he's been very comfortable in mm. Clio's um, he's also helped a lot of Clio drivers yep. um, to develop their skills and stuff and uh, maybe it is solely down to a budgeting issue um, this season he's been competing in the trucks which is a complete jump into yep. the unknown for him um, and it looks as if he will complete the final round of the truck championship because it falls outside uh, the dates of the final touring car rounds of which he will be taking part in both. So he's not here this weekend, yeah. but he will be there for Snetterton and Brands. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it will be interesting to see how he does. I expect him to knuckle down and get right on top of being able to set the car up and stuff like that because he, he knows what he's doing. He's fully experienced in how a race team works and setting out a race weekend. Difficult equipment to do it in, though. Yes, it is going to be difficult equipment for him. Particularly um, that's a tough circuit to come in on, particularly yeah. the new layout. Yeah. I think brands who have joy, because we've seen Bobby and uh, James do other brands at the start of the season. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I expect him to struggle at Snetterton, uh, not only because it'd be a David with full weight on board, but that's a hard circuit to come into. It is. Um, in interviews that he he's done since the announcement, it looks like he's he's recognised that it's going to be a difficult first weekend at Snetterton. Yeah. Um, but he's going to gear that into getting the car ready and, and making sure he's comfortable with all the little idiosyncrasies that the team may have and he may have and really working towards that final round at Brands which will be his home race which will be nice for him. Absolutely. Uh, in other BTC driver news, the team hard merry-go-round carries on going around. Uh, Tolens though Cole will not feature this weekend because he's been testing out in Belgium with his normal racing outfit which means he's now got to come back and self-isolate meaning yeah. he can't race this weekend. So Mike Bushell who was, who wasn't, who was, who wasn't, who finally, was yep. finally he's going to get his chance at Team Hard. <laughs> yep, he will be driving this weekend. So it's gone from Bushell starting the season to Fuller to no, neither to perhaps one Bushel maybe no yes now Bushel is here it's almost as consistent as the advice we're getting on a daily basis isn't it <laughs> um, yeah so Mike Bushel is back obviously he's raced two rounds this weekend already uh, sorry this season already season, yeah. uh, with PMR I imagine Team Hard are very glad that he's not racing the rest of the season with PMR <laughs> I, um, I, I assume that he has fully recovered from the instant that he had yeah. up at Knock Hill um, a big hit for him and it'll be interesting to see how he fits into another different car on the grid 
this will be his third one in two seasons. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm not quite sure what to expect from him, but I. Well, I'm gonna. You know, I miss a negative. Go on then. He struggled to get anything out of what is a good car, with the Powermax car. Yes. The CC is not as good as the Powermax car. No. That we're dealing in. Yeah. Therefore, after struggling with the Powermax car for two weekends, yeah, I don't see him having a particularly strong time in the CC, if I'm being honest. Although he could be using this as almost a um, audition, if you like, for mm. one of those Coopers next year. Because yep. I think it, Goff will have one next year, unless he moves team. Yep. But obviously there's three, or sorry, two of the spaces to fill. Mm. Hamilton, I don't know if he gets one. Mm. I'm not sure. Uh, and then I think I don't think they would give it to Smith you got to pick a name out of the hat for the other I think you need a driver who will help you develop the car and I don't yeah. think a rookie in his first season is that person to give it to whereas someone who knows how to set up a car and be an engineer for a car would be exactly would be perfect in that situation uh, I think Bushel this weekend will Pleasantly surprised. I he'll think he a full weight on. Don't forget for the first race, not full weight forty five. Because will new, he? Well, I think he will. Because a new driver for the team. It's a new, new driver, driver for the, for the team, team, but not for the championship. But I think it's when you have a new driver for the team, your okay. team seat. Um, I think he'll pleasantly surprise. I think the Volkswagen will be slightly more suited to this track. So yeah, out out the back of the track, it's very flowing and um, not too technical. Yeah, I'd agree. Uh, so yeah, I, I think I think he'll be there and thereabouts. Bold at the back. Okay. Bold. <laughs> there you go. Right. Well, that's the merry-go-round of drivers dealt with. Should we now look at what we are expecting from this weekend from the field? Yes. Yeah, we should. So then, going into what we should be looking out for this weekend. Obviously, we already know that. King of Croft is meant to be Colin Turkington in that rear wheel drive BMW and as we've already said a, a track at which rear wheel drive cars should uh, be on top in the most part yeah I mean Colin had a great time here last year uh, with his results really sort of cemented his stake in the championship uh, Sam remind me of the results last year for Turkington so he had a fourth in race one a second in race two and then a sixth on the reverse grid which is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, the top nine were reversed and he made a little bit of progress. Uh, however, the driver that did the best last year was Andy Jordan, taking two wins and an eighth. Yeah, it, got uh, a space up. Yeah, yeah the full in, way on board. In the BMW, it was it was really quite dominant, wasn't it? Yeah, the only thing I would say is that the, the BMW doesn't seem to be handling its weight so well this year. We've seen it, no. particularly if it's in traffic. Yep. Um, whereas we've seen the... Toyota and the Honda and even the Infiniti to a lesser extent hold weight better I think this mm. year um, but if there's going to be a track where that doesn't matter so much I think it will be here where Colin obviously does very well around here I'm expecting him to be on pole or there or thereabouts uh, he won't have full championship weight ballast on board either that'll be Sutton we know yeah. that Sutton will either put it on first by 10 seconds of everyone else or be down in 15th or something yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh, how tightly track limits are going to play a part in qualifying, because there are a couple of areas in the in the track that 
we could see drivers either running wide to gain an advantage or yeah. certainly cutting across that first and second chicane. Yeah. Uh, of the other title contenders, Rory Butcher didn't have a particularly good time here last year. No, an 18th, a 14th and a 7th. Um, he seemed to really struggle after a really promising opening to the championship. Yeah. Um, so it will be interesting to see how he does. Obviously, the team have had a monumental effort to get that car back in one piece yeah. after that accident at Silverstone. Um, still probably one of the most shocking that we've seen in what last three or four years at least I think Plato's is worse Dynasty because he rolls it more yeah but in terms of damage it's I think Plato's looks worse yeah I think probably that's the biggest shunt we've seen it's ridiculous I'd probably it? say that's the second biggest shunt I've seen in the two cars ever yeah I think the one that tops it is Jordan Plato Thompson at Silverstone with uh, the Sayat's drive shafts failing and sending Jordan into the wall at mm. high speed yeah that's probably the worst I've seen yeah Although there was also that one on the start line at Snetterton. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. They took out the camera. Took out the camera. And man, also, yeah. there's one at Brands. Who flips it really badly at Brands? Was it Epps? Possibly. I think it was in the Crabbies. I can't quite remember. That was quite yeah. a bad one. But certainly in recent times. Well, I suppose as you, Jordan's accident at Donington was pretty bad. But it yeah. doesn't get the same because it didn't roll. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, excellent effort by the team to get that back on circuit. Obviously, they didn't have to do too much to Ollie Jackson's car after that race win, yeah. uh, which he fully deserved. Do we expect him to be there and thereabouts after that? Confidence be, to be high. Didn't do particularly well here last year. No. Um, in the Ford, albeit the, the previous generation. Confidence will be high, absolutely. Um, I really think this is a track where qualifying matters a lot because it can get quite congested. Yeah. Uh, there are passing places. There's lots of passing of places. The hairpin yeah. being the most obvious, but yeah, you know, if you get stuck in that mid pack, mm. it can be difficult to move through. So I think quali- qualifying is key, and he's not been so hot on qualifying this season. I think it's fair to say on the no. Jackson. Um, but uh, his his result, his goal here would be to get three points finishes and maybe get a reverse grid chucked in there. Yeah, yeah, certainly. Um, Tom Oliphant in the other BMW uh, really struggled here last weekend oh last year should I say yeah I, I think there's extenuating circumstances for that it's his fourth time out in the car ever changing uh, conditions the boosts have been turned down I expect better he's, he's improved yeah he is improving all the time I still maintain he's too easy to pass so mm. I think you're coming round to that way of thinking now when you've seen some yeah. of the moves yeah um I expect it to be solid, if not spectacular. But then that's what he's there for. He's not going to win the title because he won't be he won't be allowed to. And it drops out. I wonder whether he could be um, a small underdog this weekend. Um, and if he's going to help Colin along, he needs to be up there in the top four. I think this weekend we will truly see what I anticipate to be the way anyway of how team orders will play a part at WSR yes. because, in theory. He should go very well around Mm. here and could do what Jordan did last year. But obviously we know that they were allowed to race each other last year, Jordan and Colin. I don't think they'll be allowed to race each other this year uh, so much so late into the season between Oliphant and Turpin. So that'll be interesting, particularly if it's their 1-2, which Mm. is possible. Will Oliphant be allowed to attack for the win? Or if it's the other way around, will Will he be be asked to Now Colin has got a favour that Oliphant can call in from Alton Park, if you remember. yeah. Which Colin says he's, he's he remembers and he's going <laughs> to be called in. One wonders if that is going to be the case. If, if you were Tykington and you had to call that in that favour this season, then you'd rather do it earlier than later in the season, wouldn't you? 
possibly, unless you can wrap up the championship going into the final race and then do it there for seventh and go, there you are, it's done. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's going to be interesting to see if Oliver's allowed to race. And presuming he's on Turkton's sort of pace levels, which I'd expect this weekend him to be. Yep. Um, so we'll have a look at the other rear-wheel drive cars. Aidan Moffat, this will be his first time here in the Infinity because yep. he hadn't swapped over by this time last season. Um, and of course, we, we expect Ash to go well. He nearly always goes well. You gave Ash the Subaru and he went well here last year. Exactly. So took good wins. Uh, sorry, good positions in take a win. Took good positions in a car that struggled the rest of the season. Good overtakes in there as well on superior cars on the two BMWs. Yep. Um, seemed to have an overtaking place at the hairpin, which he enjoyed using. <laughs> Quite boisterous in that, wasn't he? Uh, that's Ash Sutton. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but again, it, it's, it's going to be absolutely key to where he qualifies it because I don't think and I've been wrong on most things this season, so let's get something else wrong. I don't think he can carry on qualifying mid-pack and then work his way through and win a championship that way because mm. I think sooner or later you'll get caught up in somebody else's accident because when yeah. you qualify down there, you run the risk. Generally, if you're out front, you have better drivers and yeah. drivers who are more, more respectful aware. racers. You, yeah. know, you see Tom Ingram and Kamish have been very respectful to each other in the last few rounds where they've been side-to-side racers, but you never felt... This is going to end badly. You never put your hands on your head going, oh God, somebody mm. back out. This is going in tears because you trust them both. Yeah. If you're down in the pack, you run the risk. And I think that approach needs to change of qualify somewhere down there, shed the weight, and then do race two well and see what happens in race three. I mean, he almost got quite out of Silverstone with that tactic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Anything can happen, really. Exactly. Uh, you mentioned Ingram and Kamish there. How do you expect those two to go this weekend? Obviously. <laughs> Ingram didn't do too well there last year. It was his bad weekend, but obviously some of that is uh, exacerbated by the fact in race three he started on uh, slicks on a wet track and it took him until basically last two to get any form of pace together. Yeah. Um, as for Kamish, he had a fairly strong weekend here last year. Uh, better than you'd expect him to at a track dominated by real drive cars. Um, I don't know is the honest answer. The the Toyota seems to be improving all the time. Yeah. But it is improved at tracks you expected to go well at, i.e. Thrux and Silverstone Power, fast circuits. Yeah. It has struggled a little bit more at Orton Park, I think it's fair to say, which is mm. a bit more technical. So honestly, I'm not sure. Uh for Camish I think he'll go well, he'll be consistent. Don't think he'll take a win, might take a podium, but I think it'll be three top six finishes what he'll be aiming for. And he's got to improve that race three. I think he'll be on quite high from last weekend, obviously having his best weekend in touring cars to date. Um, and Ingram will be looking to fight back after that weekend that he had, obviously, with the puncher. Yeah, and we know that um, uh, Camish qualifies well, but I don't think he'll be getting pole here. I think we no. will be seeing a real drive car or butcher as an outside possibility. He seems to be able to either hook it up in qualifying or not. There doesn't seem to be much in between of those two. It'll be interesting to see how Butcher runs in the free practice sessions. Obviously they haven't been able to shake down that car. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see whether he's completely comfortable with how that car has been rebuilt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay then, other drivers that we might want to watch out for this weekend? Yeah, it's an interesting one. I mean... <sighs> Is Sam Osborne going to pick up the pace and deliver? I, if he is, I doubt I it. If it is, I don't think it's going to be here. No. I expect both Hondas to struggle here, actually, because they both struggled here last year. Yeah. Um, that engine has really got to cope this weekend with 
fast changing circumstances. It's not foot to the floor for a lot of it. You're going to be high revving, low revving, you know, pulling traction, yeah. long straights. It's a difficult changing circuit in a car that has not delivered consistency on the engine front. Um, I think we might see some redemption for BTC this weekend. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Chilton goes well here. Yeah. Cook goes fairly well here. The car went well here last year. Yeah, those two finished 1 2 in the final race last yeah. year, obviously in changeable conditions, and they made the right tyre choice, but they were within the top 10 to get that reverse grid. Um, so, exactly. yeah, I can understand why you'd say that. Other than that, no, is the simple answer. Um, is Jelly going to have another good weekend? We haven't, we haven't seen a good weekend from him in a while. He'll go win race for a reverse grid. <laughs> is my honest feeling. Or he'll finish last. <laughs> yeah. Um, I Croft is so hard to call because it it, it, it can change very quickly. Mm. If you get into an accident, it could be a big one. Mm. I think that this. I don't think we have any surprises this weekend. I, I think it's going to be quote a fairly predictable weekend of racing i.e. Turkerton Sutton mm. that sort of they'll do well I did see on a, a pole at Bushel was predicted to have a pole position um, yeah yeah I'm not quite sure why no nor am I if he does I will what are you going to eat I will eat a what shall I eat what do you eat <laughs> your shoe yeah okay you can eat a shoe I'll eat a shoe if that happens <laughs> Um, okay then, shall we move on to our finalised predictions? Yeah, go on then. Uh, who do you think will get pole position on Saturday then? Oliphant. Ooh, interesting. Slightly lighter of the BMWs. He's qualified fairly well this season. He's been very quietly consistent. Yeah. And do you know what? In that slightly lighter BMW, yeah, I think Oliphant. Okay then. Uh, I'm going to go for Sutton on yeah, pole. I, I think that. he's actually going to hook one up this weekend and he's going to get a good gap on track. Plenty of space at Croft yes, as well to get a good lap in. Yeah. Um, and Full weight though, don't forget. Even if there is the possibility of changeable conditions, because we can't always trust the weather forecast, Quite. I think he will be one of those up there as well. Okay. Uh, so, moving on then. Race one. Will Oliphant lead from pole all the way through no Turkey win race one okay it's my prediction I've got everything wrong so far so I'm hoping <laughs> if I go for that you know okay then uh, I I think with Sutton taking pole he'll run away with that win uh, despite the weight on board okay um, I think this could be the weekend that uh, yeah, yeah either cements his possible championship or could ruin it okay I think Sneston will be that will be that uh, test personally but yeah yeah. and then race two Oliphant ooh not going to let Turkington through on the uh, last lap then I think Turkington's weight might come into play on that one yeah Turkington has struggled out of the two I think to carry weight more yeah um it, and when you re- read his Instagram comments after races, when he's had weight, he does seem to struggle with either understeer or the car not feeling quite right. Okay. And I think that Oliphant will seize that, and he's got a favour to call in. So let's see how true to his word that's going to be. Uh, I'm going to go for something a little bit left field. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go for Cook. Okay. 
Um, so I, I think he'll he'll have a good weekend this weekend. Yeah. Um, and I think he'll be up there in in the top six, and I think he'll do slightly better with less weight on board than the drivers that would have finished above him in race one. Yeah. So then, race three, reverse grid. What are we going for? Moffat. Moffat. Wow. I think he's going to have a strong weekend. A clean sweep of rear wheel drive for you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I just. Yeah. I think Moffat. He showed really good improvement signs at Silverstone. This is yep. a track that should suit the car. I think he can get some decent top tens in the first two races. Get reverse grid. Why not? Okay then. Uh, this one might surprise you a little. I'm going to go for Proctor. We haven't talked about the Hyundai's yet. I was just thinking Smiley as my as my one. Yeah. I was. I was. I also think Neil is is the other one that I think might do it. But he, Neil. his name went through my head along yeah. with Hill. Um, sure about the car, but, I, but I think that this track could suit that Hyundai quite well. Yeah, I think it will. It could stretch its legs. Yeah. Um, I think you're and right. And Proctor has definitely been the faster of the two going into this second half of the season. I think you're right, and I, I think that's a fairly good bet. Yeah. Um, Take a reverse grid pole or second. and. Yeah, I think that's a, a fair bet. I'd expect Proctor to be running even in the top 15 for the first two races, for yes. sure. Yeah, most uh, definitely. And yeah, be looking to get top 12 for the reverse grid. So yeah, yeah. I, can, I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. Okay then, are you ready for your commentator bingo? Yep, he's just a passenger. <laughs> <laughs> Although I don't think it's going to happen this time at Croft, to be honest. There's not many spaces where you would just become a passenger. Well, it's possible. It's probably the the time that you least expect it, it will actually come out, won't it? We can't go a whole season without it being said. <laughs> um, the, there's got to be a cutback at the chicane. Okay. Uh, not the chicane, at the hairpin, sorry. Okay. Um, probably a Sutton move. Okay. Because that's just yep. what he seems to do. Okay, I'm going to be quite specific and therefore qualify the next one. He'll call Colin Turton the King of Croft more than twice. Ooh. More than twice. Over 2.5, I think it is in the betting terms. So, yeah, we'll get... I imagine we'll get it straight away with, Hi, Tim, how are you? Colin Turkin's the King of Croft. <laughs> I'm well, thank you, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Um, oh. There's going to be a, a mention back to um, Andy Jordan taking points off of Colin here. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. Uh, and my last one would be... Oh, what are we going to go for the last one? I think he will take another swipe at Neat. Ooh, interesting. Yeah. I'm not going to say the exact words, but I think he'll yeah take a swipe at Neat's driving standards again. Because I expect Neat to have an incident at the chicane. I can see it now. Neat will take off Boutel or Hamilton into the chicane. That is my... What, a little pit manoeuvre? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I can see that happening. Or or what, or what? Um, Hamilton will forget to brake for the chicane, as he's done a couple of times this season. And, uh, old Park comes to mind and just carry on. Um, I'm being just a passenger as he hits the wet grass. Oh, I'm not sure how I'm going to squeeze my last one into commentary. It's going to be something to do with the bollards or the tyre barriers at the two chicanes that we have. Okay. So he's clipped... Yeah, let's go for he's clipped the tyres at the chicane. Okay, okay. Which driver do you think is going to do that? 
Not for the predictions, for the bingo, just generally. <laughs> because I think it will be Crease. Oh, that's a good shout, isn't it? Um, Sam Osborne. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man, when's it going to happen for Sam? Uh, let's hope it happens by the end of the season, otherwise we might not see him next season. Yeah, we'll look at that in the full season review and final class gradings, but yeah, I think you're yeah. right. I think you're right. Um, well, I think that pretty much sums up what we can expect from this weekend. Uh, obviously, we'll be completely wrong because touring cars is one of the most unpredictable sports that there is. Yep. Um, I love Croft. I'm looking forward to this mm. one. Um, I think out of the three left on the calendar, this one I'm looking forward to the most. Okay. In terms of the track, I mean, obviously, yeah. it's going to be exciting yeah. at Brands, but yeah, I, I like Croft a lot. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what turns up. Uh, we'll back on ITV4 this weekend. Yeah. Um, so make sure you've got the recordings all set. And no Porsches. No, no Porsche Super Cup. We've got the Cayman Challenge and uh, Cayman Sprint instead. Yeah. Which should be much more palatable than watching Harry King. Means that you can't have a nap during the day, though. You underestimate. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Well, we hope you enjoy the racing this weekend, um, and we'll be back to catch you up with all the action on Monday evening. Um, stay safe. Have a good weekend and uh, enjoy the motorsport. Bye for now. Remember to subscribe, follow and also share our podcast for more touring car updates. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook by just searching for BTCP, British Touring Car Podcast. And you can also contact us there or on our email at btccpod at gmail.com. 